0: يا you walk Assalamu alaikum. Aaj Peer ka din hai. Uh, forgotten, this is supposed to be the English broadcast. Assalamu alaikum. It is Monday, the 11th of July, 2022. And in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 334. And we are discussing the uh, the words used in chapter two, verse uh, in chapter two, verse one hundred and two of the Holy Quran. Uh, and this is uh, our fifteenth broadcast in that uh, series. These uh, broadcasts are brought to you by Laser Lahore M.D.S. School of Education in Religion which is the department of uh, <coughs> Amdiya Association for Propagation of Islam and just to remind you that uh, the Ahmadiyya movement was uh, founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed and his teaching was that although people try and bring another prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad the Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatam al and the Holy Prophet explained its meaning by saying la there is no prophet after so now no prophet shall come whether an old one or a new one Hazrat Ghulam <laughs> claimed that he was in accordance with the Hadith a Mujaddid in a series or chain of Mujaddids. He wasn't the first person to claim this. <coughs> For 1400 years before him people had been claiming to be Mujaddids. But he said that uh, his distinction was that um, uh, <coughs> the Messiah and the Mahdi that are spoken of in the hadiths, those titles actually belong to a mujaddid, and he was that mujaddid. And uh, some people accepted uh, his claim, and others rejected it, and, and so as always happens. Um, and people started uh, calling him a kafir and so on. And he taught that uh, this is the wrong thing to do because there is a hadith of the Holy Prophet that if one reciter of the kalimah says to another reciter of the kalima that you are not a Muslim, you are a heretic, then it is the person saying it who's the heretic. So he repeatedly asked Muslims to abstain from doing this and he also taught Muslims that although people say that not all the prophetic revelation is in the Holy Quran And in fact some prophetic revelation that is in the Holy Quran is abrogated, is cancelled. This is wrong because Allah says that I have revealed it and I shall protect it. So if Allah has taken the responsibility of safeguarding his revelation then how could anything be missing from it and how can it be that some of What is in it is abrogated, is no longer applicable. This is wrong. And he pointed out that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But people say that jihad means you take the sword and you start killing non-Muslims and uh, etc. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Sahib pointed to an incident in the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, who, when returning from fighting, said that Muslims were returning from jihad asgar, the minor jihad, to jihad akbar, major jihad. And then the Holy Prophet went on to explain that major jihad is jihad bin nafs, a struggle with your own inner self, a struggle with your soul. Of course, if you're attacked with the sword, then uh, you defend yourself with the sword. But barring that, jihad means a struggle with the sword, a struggle with yourself not with the sword. So let's go to the verse that we are going to look at and as I explained that it's a long verse so I don't recite the whole of it every time. Uh, <clears throat> Only the phrase um, whose words we are going to look at, um, which I have now lost. Ah, here we are. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَمَا هُم nabi مِنْ illa بِإِذْنِ And they cannot Injure, hurt with it, anyone except with Allah's permission. This of of course is a continuation and the previous uh, uh, part uh, talks about people who try, who think that they are going to use magic to try and harm people and uh, uh, they create um, difficulties between husband and wife uh, etc and God here says that you know all the magic incantations and and everything uh, they can't harm anyone with those. Harm and profit for people only come with Allah's permission. So let's go to my notes on the computer. So it says "vama," and so this expression has uh, two parts: "va" and which connects us with the previous part of the verse in grammar. In English they call it a prefixed resumption article and ma the negative. So whatever follows, this negates it. So that's that and then the next word is whom, which is a pronoun meaning they and they can't would become the English and the next word is Bidarin and it has the root Dad Ra Ra and it occurs in the Holy Quran seventy. Four times, and with these letters, 11 different words are made, and uh, the total is the total of the occurrence of this root is 74. So, uh, the largest number is 19 times as dur or another word. Yadurra. So these both occurred nineteen times and uh, ten times Dar uh, and uh, nine times Darra. So let us look at. This root and its meaning. So, as I said, Dad, Ra, Ra, and a uh, actually signifies lacking a lack of something. It could be lack of anything. It could be a lack of something in your personality. You know, if you you are short-tempered, for example, your personality lacks something, a temperate personality. It could be lack of knowledge, lack of wisdom. It could be, it could refer to a disability. For example, if someone doesn't have an eye, the same word would be used. It could refer to lack of resources, money, and lack of position in society. So it, it can mean money depends on the context you see this is why I keep on saying that we go astray because we don't look at the context of the way in which the word is used for example chapter 21 verse 84 says minduri. and the difficulty was removed and then in another place chapter 10 verse 12 an na kashafna anhu durrahu marra marraka allam Yadhuna ila durrim durrin massa and when we remove the difficulty whatever that was lacking, we remove it and when we remove that difficulty from which he was, uh, with which he was afflicted, then he becomes careless, he doesn't care anymore and he goes by as if he'd never called us that is called Allah when uh, he had that affliction. This is a, you know, statement of uh, human nature. When we're in difficulty, we promise all manner of things, whether it is to Allah or a human being who we think can uh, remove that difficulty and so on. And uh, the Holy Prophet, because he prayed to Allah to for protection and so on. He was told in chapter three verse hundred and eleven Laya illa azah. And apart from minor difficulty, they will not be able to cause you loss. So this is God saying to the Holy Prophet that uh, you know I am with you. And then we have chapter twenty, verse hundred and two. Wa ma hum bidharri in ahadin illa bi isnila and. They cannot harm you with magic and these incantations. This can only happen by God's command. Again in chapter, well, actually this, this verse that we are reading now. وَيَتَعَلُمُونَ uh, ma and they learn these incantations and so on. You know, you, you see these, you know, people learn these things up and they mumble them in their uh, under their breath and then they blow on people and uh, etc. And God says, you know, these things, magic incantations and things that you learn, they harm the people who learn them and they don't bring them any benefit. I mean one harm is obvious that maybe you paid someone to teach you that magic formula so you lost money and then rather than concentrating on work rather than depending on your own self you're depending on this mystical formula and you're suffering because you're wasting time. It's not going to happen. <coughs> and again, chapter 22, verse 12 says, That they call on things other than Allah. To benefit them and these things can't benefit you. And uh, of chapter twenty two verse hundred and thirty Yad Um he calls upon that whose harm is greater than its benefit. The point i'm making is that the holy quran over and over again says that uh, i mean people say this is just about uh, uh, idols okay yes if you want to take that literally but what about people who go to graves and pray to graves or some saint or dada sahab Intercede on my behalf and get me this and get me that and so on. People actually even pray towards these graves and so. On. So this is yes, one in one sense it is it refers to idols, but it also refers to uh, all these incantations and things um, uh, which uh, people. Uh, uh, use or try and use uh, to harm others or get some profit and 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 so on then people who write these things these meaningless sentences and so on they charge huge amounts of money and uh, it's not just about ideals Okay, okay let me put this to you another way if you have a problem and you don't turn to Allah to help you solve it, but you go to someone, a human being, and he writes some some words on a piece of paper and gives them to you and says, you know, I don't know, get a glass of water and uh, uh, stir this in and uh, drink it, and this will solve all your problems. So you're treating that piece of paper or that man as God, that they are going to solve your problem and not God. And despite the the thing that um, um, I mean, we keep on uh, claiming that, you know, oh, if only Islam is implemented, uh, all the Muslims' problems will be over. Yes, this is true, but what about implementing in your lives what you can implement because what you're doing is close to shirk if not actually shirk and yet you're saying if the government does something, you know Islam says speak the truth, the law says speak the truth, people still lie, Islam says don't give bribes The law says don't give bribes, but people still give bribes. So this is just an excuse to say if only Islam was implemented, all our problems would be uh, over. An interesting application of this uh, word is that tarratun applies to anything that causes a loss to someone else. So if a man marries again, his wives will be called Dharataan. Why? Because he had one wife and whatever time he had, that was for her. Money that he had was for her. Now she's gone. Now that he's got another wife, that means he has to share that time and he has to share that money. So the first wife has lost something. And in fact, the second wife loses as well. Because if, she, if the second wife was the only wife, then she would get all the attention and time and so on. And uh, um, <clears throat> she doesn't because he already has another wife. Uh, and in fact, I forgot to mention this in in the in the Urdu section. Al idra, that is, you know, uh, uh, to marry another woman while you're already married. And uh, interesting thing is that uh, the person who has more than one wife is called budirun. And interestingly, in Urdu, we have a word called muzir, harmful. And uh, this has been taken from that and uh, a limited uh, meaning of that word used. So let's carry on. The next word is Bihi. It is simple, it's an expression actually two words be and he, B is the uh, prefix preposition that is connecting it to the previous part of the phrase and he is a pronoun and then we have min which is a preposition and which means any and then, of course, we have the word Ahaddin, and uh, its uh, root is Hamza Ha Dal, and the, these uh, three letters are used to make two words, and uh, the root appears 85 times, 74 times as Ahad and 11 times as Ikhda and it basically means one, can mean unique, can mean anyone and uh, in fact interestingly as I was saying uh, earlier on, that uh, it can apply to plural as well, because you can say, you know, there's not a single person at work now, there's, there may be many people who come to work there. So this is applying to them collectively that not a single one is uh, there. So, but as I said, it it doesn't always mean one, a numeric one. It can mean unique, uh, unparalleled, something of of which there is no likeness. But before I move forward, I want, want to, I noticed this and I thought it was interesting. Uh, because generally people say that uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, mm-hmm. Muhammad mm-hmm. Sallallahu Alaihi married Hazrat Aisha mm-hmm. when she was uh, uh, six and the marriage was consummated when she was 19 and so on. But um, when looking at the word "ahad," I came across th- this. That, and I thought I'd share it with you because uh, what uh, I have always said is that, um, you know, uh, uh, people who relate this Hadith, originally related this Hadith, perhaps missed out some words. And I base it on something that happens in uh, Pakistan. And I was talking to someone who lives in a small village, etc. And he told me that, you know, people in, in his area, um, they say things like, you know, uh, <clears throat> if something costs 40 pounds, they wouldn't say it's 40 pounds, they'll say it's 220s or uh, you know someone is 26 they won't say that person is 26 they'll say that person is 20 and 6 and the same thing happens in Arabic when I was talking to him and saying that you know probably Hazrat Aisha's age was given as 10 and uh, uh, 6 16 and 10 and 9 19 and um, i didn't have uh, in mind this example but then uh, i saw this uh, and uh, i thought uh, you know i'd share it with you um, that is one and ten 11, instead of 11, the way 11 is uh, expressed is Ahad Ashara 1 plus 10. Similarly, if it's 20, the person might say Ahadun Va Ishirun, 2 tens and a 1, 21 and this it appears certainly at the time of the holy prophet muhammad was a common method of expressing um, uh, numbers especially as far as age and price and so on were concerned the time when i put forward this idea that i mentioned earlier on that some words have been missed out these Examples didn't come to mind, but seeing them in an Arabic dictionary, I thought, right, I was correct. So the original might have been that Hazrat Aisha was 6 and 10 when she became engaged and 9 and 10 when she was married. So that you make it 16 and 19. And if you work back from the date of death of Hazrat you get to 16 and, and 19, which again supports this view. And uh, of course, then we have qulha ahad, that is, declare Allah to be one. So here, as I was saying earlier on, this is one in the sense of unique, without parallel, without compare. So, Ahad, although it means one, it can also mean unique, unparalleled, uh, etc. So, because we started slightly late, um, we are a little late finishing but uh, um, we have had our half hour so I must take my leave of you so with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm regardless of what your religion or sect or nationality or caste or creed or color or whatever is. Assalamu alaikum but that half is goodbye.